What's going on, fam? Welcome, welcome to another great episode of Our Smooth Club Podcast, the show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. I'm your guy, Arrington Gavin, with me on my left, my boy, Mr. Jonathan Jones. To my right, Mr. Rock Fox. And then, new to the club, my good friend, Mr. Zach Johnson. Zach, welcome to the club, man. Looking fresh. Look, 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 the shoes. The, uh. Low key, I, I really think those shoes will look good on Miles. What, what size are you? These are 15s, bro. Never, <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. I got, I got big feet. I got big feet. Just <laughs> empty ways, empty ways. How, how's everybody doing today? Good, nice, man. man. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, look, we got a great show today. We're actually going to bring on, uh, first to start the show off, um, our guest for this evening. So we have Miss Kiana Dancy. Miss Kiana Dancy is an uh, actress, comedian, author. She is one of the original co-hosts on the show, Sister Circle. I don't know if y'all remember the show. So oh, on uh, TV One, it was their first daytime talk show uh it was her alongside with uh, rasheen ali um a great slew of uh, uh women and great conversations and it was something rare that you saw you never saw you know a, a talk show with all you know prominent black women speaking on you know the culture as well as current events and stuff it was on for about four seasons and uh, but she's also a very successful stand-up comedian she's opened up for people like jeff ross the roast master jeff ross uh, dave chappelle uh, Kevin Hart, she was featured on his showcase on the LOL Network where she's, you know, killing the stage. Um, but before I call her on, I want to kind of give her, show a little bit about her background. So, okay, with the glowing smile and dynamic personality, Miss Kiana Dancy has been, always been the life of the party and destined for success. The multi-hyphenated is a powerhouse comedian, speaker, media personality, entrepreneur, uh, actress, both on and off stage. She's one of the, as I said before, guys, former co-host on Sister Circle, uh, she was featured on TV One's hit show, Who Got Jokes, uh, with Bill Bellamy. Uh, let's see, let's see. She started in the Bounce TV uh, Off the Chain, hosted by Rodney Perry. We spoke on that earlier, uh, Sirach. Rodney Perry, another long-standing comedian in the game. Um, she continues to surprise and delight audience across the country with her dynamic personality and colorful life experience on her sold-out uh, single-in-the-city comedy tour. Uh, she has been um, featured in movies like Sex Tublets, uh, with Marlon Wayans for Netflix, uh, One Crazy Christmas on BET and Showtime. And she's just killing the game right now. And right now she has a successful book, a best-selling book called Bye Bye Bags, where she discussed uh, her, um, after going into uh, a procedure that she had, she said, you know what, I have some other bags I want to just, you know, get off. And, you know, insecurities, losses, things like that. So she put it all into a book. So very excited to bring her on. And she has to, she actually has some uh, new things, uh, new projects that she's going to be discussing as well. So let me bring on this. Hello, Kiana. How are you? 
I'm amazing. How are you? Doing great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, uh, fellas. I was just I was just telling them uh, about your great uh, career and background on you. And we're just excited to have you here on the show. Uh, but uh, first thing we just want to ask, well, at least I want to kind of start off by asking, you know, what got you in to comedy? Because this was, you know, kind of like your first love. What got you into comedy? Oh, wow. Uh, well, first of all, let me say this. I went to Georgia Southern University, graduated, and got a job with um, a company called Sony, which I'm sure you guys all heard of. And I, and the, but the job was, in, was moving to California, and I made the decision that I didn't want to do that. So I stayed home. I went, then I went to Vegas and beat my girlfriend. I hung out with her. And I was on her couch. Shout out to Leslie. And she was like, girl, how long are you going to be on my couch? Because I forgot to tell the lady I ain't had no job. <laughs> so I was like, um, well, I'll be here until, you know, oh, by the way, I forgot. I don't have a job. I lost my job. Da, 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 da. It moved to California. I didn't want to go. And so she was like, well, send me your resume. So I sent her my resume. I interviewed, got the job, and had to move to Houston all within two weeks. Wow. And I got a job working for Samsung Telecommunications. So I was, I was open to moving to Houston because I have family there. Gotcha, gotcha. Didn't have any family in California. So packed up, moved to Houston, loved Houston, worked um, with Samsung to 2009. They laid me off. Now, mind you, here's the tea. <laughs> <laughs> so I did Who's Got Joe. I started messing around with stand-up, like, open mic. And um and then so my friend was like, You need to tell these you know, you really need to tell these jokes and tell these stories on stage and I was like, Girl, you wanna laugh at my misery because I was telling all my girlfriends about my breakup. She was like, Girl, it's funny. <laughs> so I did open mic, I got cast to do who got jokes, and I was still working for Samsung. So long story short, my boss saw me on the show. Mm. And I never told the man that I was going to DC to shoot the show. So he was like, I think I saw you on BET. I was like, you ain't see me on BET. He was like, yes, I did. So the man sent me, <laughs> so the man sent me a screenshot, an email, because that's back in the day before we was really doing, you know, text messaging. He sent me a screenshot of me being on TV. I was like, I guess that's me. I, I was caught. <laughs> so he laid me off about a couple, you know, maybe a year, maybe a nine months later. Okay. <laughs> and um, he knew that I would be okay. I was one of the only, you know, people on the team that didn't have children, wasn't married. Mm. So basically, I packed all my stuff, packed up my, you know, and moved to LA. It was like now or never. Wow. And that's how I got into stand up. I was kind of forced into the situation. I've always been this person. I've always been funny, um, but didn't know that I would utilize comedy um, to do anything. Like as as a child, I was a um, entertainer. I used to model. I used to put all my family in one room, make them um, entertain them and make them subject them to my fashion shows and talent shows. <laughs> I know that's right. The yeah. life of the party. Oh, right. First of all, that boss did a background. He said, well, she don't have no kids. She ain't married. And I did see on TV. I'll fire in about two, three months after that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna fire you now, but I'm gonna let you figure it out. That is cold. But you know, it's, it's funny you say that because I've seen, you know, I've seen your career just, you know, continue to thrive. I saw you opened up for uh, the roast master, Jeff Ross, Dave Chappelle, who's hands down one of my all time favorites. And I mean, really one of the greatest of, you know, of all time. You worked alongside with Kevin Hart. You worked along so many heavy hitters in the game. I mean, what is that? How does that, you know, I know it boosts your confidence up, you know, a lot. But how does that make you feel when you experience stuff like this in your career? 
Well, it makes you, it just reminds me that I belong. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes, you're, you know, you are doing things and you're not necessarily getting the accolades. You might not necessarily be getting rewarded or awarded, depending on how you look at it, um, uh, for what you're doing. You know, a lot of times people feel like if you're not headlining, you're not equally important. If you're not, um, if you don't have your own comedy special, you're not equally important or you're not doing anything. So it definitely reminded me that I'm on the right path and I belong. Um, and I can stand toe to toe to anybody that's up the stage. Mm. Wow! See, you have you have that confidence, like my bro here, Mr. Ciroc Fox, who's also TV producer, host, and comedian. You know, y'all build that confidence, like you know, I can go anybody, and that's that's the cool thing because you know, I always speak yeah. with Ciroc and just other friends that are comedians how much inspiring it is because I'm always like, I love comedy, I love it. Would I ever get on the stage? Hell no. Because I know I will piss my pants. I, I get nervous. I, I just get nervous, okay? It's just- and we all get nervous. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you, if you're not nervous, if you lose your nerve, you probably should go on to something else. Oh, um, last week when I was working with Samore, um, I literally watched her craft her comedy special. And she even, like, she was pacing. She was walking the room. She was still writing notes. And she said, I'd be nervous as shit. And I was like, wow, even you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you lose your nerve, you probably should find something else. That means that you've lost the passion for what you're doing. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, look, we gonna, let's move it to, um, you know, to a show that you were on, that you're one of the original co-hosts. And I'm talking about Sister Circle, a show that, you know, I wish was still on. I remember when it first came out and it was so it was all about changing the narrative. And, you know, like I tell the guys here with this show, with our smooth club, we're all about changing narrative. We all come from different backgrounds. We're young millennials. But we speak on every topic. We don't just speak on, you know, sports. Because if you see an all male, you know, you know, uh, panel, we're mainly, mainly talking about sports. We speak on uh, all, you know, all sorts of topics, whether it's political, whether it's you know, sports related relationships, you name it. But I want, I want to talk about Sister Circle because you made history. That was one of the uh, well first daytime talk shows on TV One. It, um, it was an, a panel of all, you know, strong, powerful black women, and you know, just what was right. your what was, how did it feel to, you know, hey, I'm, I'm about to be, you know, make history. I was, it was a, a hit. It was a hit talk show. How did that make you feel when you know you were selected to be a part of the, uh, the lineup of co-hosts on there? Well, the same way I felt when I was doing stand-up, I mean, you know, doing stand-up, working with some of the greats. It, it reminded me that I belong and also my opinion matters. Um, you know, it's so nice may even say that, you know, considering I had never been on daytime talk like that, I had never really actually been on television to that capacity that maybe I didn't necessarily deserve to be there at that point in my career. But again, oftentimes as a stand-up, there's a whole lot of things happening in the background. And then all of a sudden you get one opportunity and boom, you blow up. And people go, she came out of nowhere. No, actually, you know, people like myself, Tiffany Haddish and even Lonnie Love, who was on, um, on uh, The Real, we've all been doing things in the background, but we're always one opportunity away from that whole, where she come from? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was a beautiful experience for me. I love being on daytime talk. I always refer to um, TV as my husband and comedy as my boyfriend because, <laughs> you know, let's say something. I want to be married. You know what I mean? Get this out these streets. <laughs> but it, it, it was certainly, um, it, you know, there was a learning curve. There was a lot of things that I had to learn that you couldn't necessarily say on daytime talk, but you could say anything in the comedy club. Mm-hmm. I will never forget one time um, I was talking about the plan B day after pill. And one of my co-hosts said, so basically you just saying kill the baby. 
And I had to educate her. But first of all, a woman takes a plan B or they ask the pill before she's actually pregnant to prevent the pregnancy. And although, you know, no one from the world, that none, you know, none of the viewers said anything. But what I noticed was it was a sticky topic, mm-hmm. right? So it caused my co-host, who was assuming pro a life mm-hmm. and I'm pro-choice and have a very different opinion about some things, we had to discuss it. So you learn how to discuss your differences of opinions, you know, come to, you know, basically come to an agreement to disagree. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes it just starts with educating. So I really, and I also enjoy the ability to use comedy to talk about hard topics. Wow. Well, and, that, and that's important because I mean, and fellas, y'all can, you know, chime in on this one, just the fact that, which she said, hey, we come from, with her co-host, they had two difference in opinions. And it's hard because the outside world looks at it differently. They want to find an excuse to bring somebody down and be like, uh-uh, they did this, and then stretch that out. And then, boom, now you got, you know, the cancel culture and stuff like that. But there's so many shows now where you can express your opinions and just, mm-hmm. again, respect each other. Because we probably won't all agree on all this stuff. We might agree on, you know, majority. But, uh, but I right. think... I think it's, you know, I think it's really important to have more shows like that because sure. that's how the universe is. You about, about to say something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, my mom and my grandma used to love that show, you know, all the time. <laughs> so, and I remember I, I walked in, I want to say y'all interviewed Andrea Kelly one time. And, you know, my, you know, all the controversy against, you know, R. Kelly and stuff, you know, my question would be, how do you go into an interview like that and kind of like, do you? I can't hear him. Oh, he said a little loud, man. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying uh, my my grandmother and my mother used to love that show, and um, mm-hmm. I walked in and I think one episode y'all interviewed uh, Andrea Kelly, and uh, you know my my question would be, how do you go into an interview like that? Uh, do you keep your feel your personal feelings with you? You know, because with all the controversy around that whole story, um, you know, I'm just curious as to you know what's your preparation for something like that. Well, first of all, you want to um, prepare with the facts. You know what I'm saying? You never impe- you know, impose your opinions on uh, until you're asked or you're given the opportunity. But with that situation, you have to be very sensitive. That This lady, that lady, Andrea Kelly, was actually living what we're seeing, what we saw unfold. You know what I mean? And what we read and what we heard. So coming from her, whether, let's just be clear, whether it was true or not, all we know is what she's saying and we hear her, her, you know, we're listening to her perspective and her, and her experience. So you have to be sympathetic. You have to be empathetic. You have to be open to listening to what she's saying. And of course, you know, the person that he, she's accusing that did her wrong was not in the room to defend himself. So mm-hmm. with that situation, you just speak from a factual point perspective and you just hear the person and you just, Oftentimes, like I know what I feel, they know what they feel. We all know what we feel. At the end of the day, he made good music, but is he a predator? Oh, it's been proven that he pretty much is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. Uh, wow. So let's move on to your uh, your best selling book, Bye Bye Bags, where you discuss uh, yes. mostly your uh, you know giving up baggage when it comes to your insecurities. And well, you, I want you to tell tell the the full story on you know the creation of this book, Bye Bye Bags. So, Bye Bye Bags, Laughing to Lighten the Low is me discussing healing myself whole through laughter. And I encourage everyone to do so, man, woman, and anything between, because these days you won't have to choose. But at the end of the day, it's about <laughs> making the decision that you're not going to be held captive 
or hostage by anything that has ever held, you know, hindered you. Mm. Nothing. Like your insecurities, your shortcomings, and your failures, we all have them. Although the book is pink, what I have come to realize is a lot of men enjoy reading the book and have actually been able to pick something up and walk, you know, and heal from it. Um, I don't know what you have been through. Of course, our baggage may be different, mm. but our, you know, at the end of the day, we all have been through something. Um, I will be very transparent with you. I was getting the bags under my eyes removed. I had a plastic surgery. I don't know how to pronounce it. It starts with a B, but I call it baggage removal. <laughs> and as I was laying in my bed, I was like, I cannot wait till I get these bags, you know, so I heal. I was talking to God. I was like, oh, I'm about to these people going to be sick of me. You hear me? Because I do. But I was going to turn the clock back and I was going to be looking cute and young and fresh. And as I was laying in bed, as clear as day, God said, yeah, you're going to be cute. You're going to be young. You're going to be fresh. You're going to be prettier. But that inside needs some work. Mm, mm. That inside is ugly. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, hold on, father. Who do you call her ugly? <laughs> and he said, you, he said, <laughs> he said you, it's, you know, you can be short with people. You can be curt with people. You can be rude sometimes. He said, you're impatient. You're inconsistent. Oh, he called me out on my mess. Mm. So as I was laying on my back, because I could, I, that's all I could do as I was healing, he said to me, get it together. So I called my mom because she was taking care of me. I said, I need you to write down three things. So I had my mom write down one thing that reminded me of insecurity, one thing that reminded me of a short, a short, a shortness, mm. insecurity, failure, and a shortcoming. Insecurity, Failure and a shortcoming. We wrote it down. I tore it up and I burnt it up. Mm. Now, why do you want to write it down? First of all, the first step to healing is acknowledging that there is a problem. Then I want to tear up because it's trash. I'm done with it. Mm. Then I'm going to burn it because the reason why, and I'm not going to get biblical on you, but I will tell you in, in the Bible, fire has a biblical, you know, it is, fire has a representation of starting anew. So just like when the forest, when they want to clear out the underbrush, clear out the weeds, they set it on fire so the new growth can come. So if you want to start over with anything in your life, you have to first acknowledge it. Then you got to get rid of it. And I'm going to encourage you to burn it up. Now, okay, let's be clear. My homegirl was like, can I burn up my ex-boyfriend, my ex-husband? No, ma'am. <laughs> You can't burn in the man, but you can write down some of your experiences. You can write down. You have to, absolutely, if you have to, you can write the man's name down. But again, what you don't want to do is be held captive or hostage mm. by anything that reminds you of a failure, a shortcoming, or insecurity. And we all have them. Wow, wow, well, she took, well, she took us to church, y'all. All right, yeah, yeah. Look, look, all right now, look, all right now, look, just give me five more minutes, church. Just give me five more minutes, all right now. She said, fine. The only thing I thought of was that song, No More Water. But it's so, but it's so true, though, because, you know, right now, what's going on in our society, you know, mental health is heavy. I mean, a lot, a lot of us, yep. are, you know, we're just now, you know, let it, sharing, you know, our our, our uh, pains and that the stuff that we struggle with, and there's some, there's still a lot of people that hold it in, and I mean that's that's the hard part. You don't, you know, it's hard for someone to say, hey, look, I suffer with this or I suffer with that. 
So I, I believe this book is very, very important. I'm glad you you know mentioned just the fact that, you know, it's, it's pink. It's a lot of men because we talk a lot, of, you know, with the whole, you know, toxic masculinity. Right. We want to we want to speak on, you know, right. mental health and taking care of ourselves, not just externally, but also internally as well. So I think it's definitely uh, key uh, and important why you have this um, why you have this book out. Um, there's a uh, you have you're going to be on a, hit, a new show on Bravo called uh, Love Match. Am I, am I am I correct in, in Atlanta? Um, absolutely, you are. So the name of the show is Love Match because. <laughs> all right, let me just start at the beginning with that because I got to make sure I give you all this tea right. First of all, before we skip over to the show, I just want to say this: as young men, as black men, oftentimes you are, you know, you're a little unsure and you're insecure about talking about what your insecurities are. You're afraid to do so. But I, you know, I know a lot of us suffer from different things, but I can only imagine, you know, certain things that brothers suffer from. I don't know. Maybe your eggplant ain't big enough. Maybe you ain't got a good job. Maybe you. Can- Maybe you were supposed to go into the league and you didn't. But at the end of the day, you have to find something else that you lean on that makes you feel better about yourself other than those superficial things. Are you good? Are you consistent? Are you a, you know, are you a reliable person? You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So just because life didn't work out for you in the way that you thought it should have, you don't allow that to hinder your growth. Wow. Figure out a way. Find you a man tribe that you can talk to to unpack your bags. Because let me tell you something. Walking around with baggage is going to hold you down and hold you back. You mm. need some luggage. Mm. You're going to get rid of your baggage so you can have some luggage. Why do you need luggage? You want luggage so that you can go on a little vacation, a little staycation, a little, you know, a little vacation. You want to go somewhere. Baggage is going to hold you back and hold you down. And until you do that, there's no growth in your life. There's no growth in your career. Your baggage and your dramas and your trauma shows up in a room before you do. Wow. Look, look. They're going to be like, man, he cool, man, but he always be on that BS. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, <laughs> back to the show. <laughs> well, well, wait, what about the show? That's all <laughs> night. Hey, but we talk about this hey, love. Hey, I just want to say, look, <laughs> look Pastor Dancy got, look, she got the cameraman in the back waving their hands like, well, I'll be like, they, it's just, oh my goodness, what, oof. Yeah, so, yeah, so the show, yes, the show, bravo, yes, love match, yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So the show's called Love Match, and I had a very long conversation with um, uh, uh, Ryan Cameron. Here's a radio personality in Atlanta, Georgia. He was talking about, you know, he works with a actual matchmaker, and I never thought that that was something that Black people do. And so I started being more open to it. And so my friend, who is a um, matchmaker, he actually told me he was like, "Hey, Kiana." Let me help you. Because, you know, as a, as a female in the industry, sometimes it's difficult meeting somebody on your same level that understand what you're trying to do, your career goals. I work a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm always all over the place. So it takes a special type of guy to deal with what I'm dealing with. So, or what, you know, just my career and be open to it. Most men are not going to sit at home and wait for a woman to come home off the world after she had been on, a, on tour with eight dudes. Wow. So it takes a special guy. So, you know, and not only a special guy, but a very secure guy. And he has to have his own life. So, you know, my, my matchmaker was like, Kiana, let me help you. I was like, uh, okay, did black people do that? I guess. <laughs> so, um, I, after talking to Ryan Cameron and some other friends, you know, I was open to it. And then, you know, of course, Joseph, my matchmaker, was telling me, well, I have an opportunity 
Bravo has a show that they picked me up for. Would you be interested in doing it on the show? And, of course, me as an entertainer, it's fun. It's great exposure. Let's do it. Now, I'm going to tell you, you got to watch yourself if the man found me somebody. But <laughs> it's quite entertaining. Okay, okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to checking out that show. And uh, so now, are you are you looking for love? Are you looking for for you know just a a date? Someone to hang? Like what what are you what are you looking for at this at this time in your life? Look, I'm looking for a whole husband. I'm trying to get up out of the street. Nobody <laughs> wants to be listen. When you get to a certain age, you don't want to. Let me tell you something. Folks start getting married and, and dying on you, and you the only one still at the club, and you calling your homegirl. Come on, let's go out. She's like, girl, I'm putting the baby down. <laughs> <laughs> That is in your life, like eventually, when all of your your social circles, um, are, you know, have changed, and they're moving around. You know, you don't want to be the last one standing, trying to figure out what well, I'm gonna find. I, I need some relationships. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you want to be able to do this thing without a little late test. You know, you want to have somebody <laughs> in your life that Amen. y'all didn't catch that. You want to do this without the late test. Y'all, you want to find somebody that you are compatible with, someone that you can build with. So, I, so yes, I want a husband, but my husband is a special dude. I don't know where he is or what he's doing. I must have him on the atlas. The man must don't have a map. <laughs> <laughs> he's, out there. he's out there. That's right. He's out there. He's out there. Well, well Kiana, oh, we I'm are... sure he's out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we truly, truly appreciate, you know, you put out the time on your busy schedule to talk with us, the fellas here at Our Smooth Club Podcast. What what do you have going on next, and how can we continue to uh, stay in touch and with your future uh, things? So let me tell you, the show my episode airs this weekend um, on Bravo. I believe it airs at nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, so please check me out there. I have an amazing event. It's a women's empowerment tea for the ladies. Now listen, I, fellas, if y'all want to come, I'm not going to turn you down. There's going to be a lot of single ladies in the building. <laughs> July 23rd at the Pickneyville. Event Center here in Peachtree Corners, um, Georgia. It's called Baggage Claim ACL. Mm, so awesome. my book is called Bye Bye Bags, Wrapping to Light the Load. So, but I said, in order to get healed and heal whole, you need to acknowledge there is a problem. Come claim your baggage so you can get rid of your baggage. That's July 23rd, 2 to 5, and Pickneyville, uh, Peachtree Corners, Georgia. You can go to my website. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, all, all things social, I'm the same. It's Kiana Dancy. Go to my website, kianadancy.com, to get tickets. It's a whole thing. It's going to be a beautiful experience. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But look, we truly thank you, and please, you're always, always welcome here on the show. Yeah. And uh, yes, we, we we truly had a blast. I mean, fellas, yeah, what yeah. I had a blast. So, you know. She, hey, from one meeting to another, if you're ever in VA, look, you got allies out here. So, yo. That's right. You know what? I appreciate that. I've never been moving around as much as I was used to. Because, honey, I got to the point where I like my house. See, those two years in the house. I, <laughs> right 
Kiana, and again, peace and blessing on your amazing career. I know it's going to continue to thrive and grow like it is now. So thank, thank you so much, and you enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Make sure you guys follow me and check me out on Instagram. All social media platforms at Kiana Dancy. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Become a man of distinction with Rugged Evolution Beard Care. Order our scented beard oils and beard balms to help you maintain and grow the perfect beard. Order today. Try our men's care products like the Full Body Exfoliating Cleansing Bars, Body Wash, Smooth Stash, and more. Log on to our website or download our app to place your orders. Rugged Evolution Beard Care. We're your luxury but affordable men's care line. And remember, Rugged is the new smooth. Man, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Uh Man, so look, before we move on to the next topic, I got to shout out some sponsors. So we got to shout out the Dapper Loop Collection. Dapper Loop Collection, which is focused on bringing unique colors and styles to both men and women, okay? Uh, whether you're in uh, in the state of Virginia, if you're in the state of Virginia, hey, you can go check out his suite in Virginia Beach, 3574 Holland Road, Suite 200. Or you can check out his website, Dapper Loop Collection, and he can uh, do his uh, virtual uh, consultations as well. I know I have a few pieces of his suits, awesome dude. He's one of the original co-hosts on our Smooth Club podcast, Mr. Luke Casket, better known as Dapper Luke. He also has a great show called Suit Up with Dapper Luke on Innovator Stream, so be sure to check that out. And also, as you see, we're enjoying some good beverage. I, I see some Ingenious Gin, okay? Ingenious Gin, better on black-owned gin, Rose Gold, okay? You can check them out on their website, all their socials. As well as uh, you said, what? Oh, you know, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Got that, got that, got that label looking sharp. Uh, you can check out your local um, uh, liquor stores or ABC stores, or you know, again, you can go on their socials or on their website, geniusgen.com, for more information. And also, uh, shoe crazy. We got oh, JJ done finished that wine. That's what you know it's good. That's what you know. Look at that empty bottle, JJ. Hey, finish that red wine. Shoe, shoe crazy wine. Another uh, a black owned. Uh, a wine mother daughter Gwen Hurst and her daughter uh, created an amazing wine, and they're actually going into the spirits too. So I'm very excited. They have a, uh, I think a um a bourbon, a moonshine, and a vodka. That's uh, I'm really really excited about. So uh, you can check them in Walmart, all all the stores, <laughs> the, the all the stores, Target, um uh, uh everywhere, literally everywhere. You will find shoe crazy. So uh, be sure to support them as well, fellas. Yeah. All right. Topic, topic, topic. So I want to bring up, um, you know, my favorite person of all time, Monique. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, she's one of my favorites. Spoke to her in like season one, season two, season, and now season four. So. Uh, Parker's on the one. Ava Parker's on the This is it. It's on channel zero for me. I don't know. I don't want But, you know, Monique is kind of like, you know, she's back in the limelight, not in a positive way, which is um, starting to be normal now for her. Uh, she. She was on stage having some beef talking about uh, D.L. Hughley. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it went personal because she brought, she started, you know, mentioning 
uh, his fan, you know, his family, his wife, and this, and bringing bringing all that, you know, evil on the stage. And they're like, wait, what's up? What's up? Because at the time, you know, we're trying to get to, you know, being on, you know, Team Monique now. Her and Lee Daniels had rekindled. Lee Daniels apologized to her. Uh, Fifty got her a job on one of his shows, which you know is sharp because everything that Fifty's, you know, producing now is is straight up hits, right? Mm-hmm. So she's on there, and um, you think, okay, everything is at, at a good place right now, but. She says some um, some some heartful words, um, and, and it's, it's to it's it's a little bit of everything. So they talk about contract negotiation involved in the conversation. Then they call uh, she mentions how like DL is a coward because we gotta protect our black women, and you know DL brings up a story uh, on um, a past interview with um, Sway from Sirius XM, and he was mentioning that you know his daughter had uh, spoke to him about um, you know being assaulted, and I believe it was a friend of his and he said i really regret because my initial thought my response was that i didn't believe her and he speaks on that he speaks as like how i highly regret that Mm -hmm. and just um you know he he brings that up and i don't know as far as what what happened after that but you know monique posts that on her post or you know she posts the contract this and it's like what 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 are we doing here what are we doing what what who want to stop with this who want to start with this i'm gonna Uh, have me number one i look this is from an entertainment standpoint the people who didn't deserve that mm-hmm. was the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience mm-hmm. don't give a damn. Yeah. They don't give a damn about your contract disagreement. They just came to laugh. They don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. So it's like you wasted 20 minutes of your set to complain about a brother who is not even in charge of the contract signed. Like, come on. Get it off real quick. My thing is she's too damn grown. Like, when is enough enough? Like, I mean, these people are like almost 60 years old and she's still to me, to me, what is her material? You know, what what does she even joke about now? I I mean, I really wasn't a big fan of like the Parkers back then. It was it was during that era where you had some great sitcom shows. Don't get me wrong. It was, you know, it was a because the Parkers was actually like a was that like a spinoff from a Brandy's sitcom show, wasn't it? I don't know if it was a spinoff. Oh. Spin because like because like her because like her, it was because her daughter was friends with Brandy when they were younger. Yeah, so, so yeah. So yeah. And see, I, did, I didn't know about that because uh, I thought it, it, see, they don't care about that. Was, <laughs> they didn't go in the wine. I'm doing this wine. But, uh, but it was like, I never really thought that was like funny, but hey, I watched it. I supported it. Um, and then, you know, the, you know, you see her, you know, grow past the Parkers. She got the talk show. She got the, you know, she's in movies. She's winning awards. Mm-hmm. And then something just happened. Like, it's just, now, I don't think she did it in the right way at all. Mm-hmm. But playing devil's advocate, maybe she thought that she knew that if she did it in that venue, it would go viral and get more attention on it. But that's just not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> See, we talked about that before with the initial reason why she made headlines. And you asked me the question on, you know, what do you feel as a comedian? And I said the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, if she did have grievance with Netflix, mm-hmm. that was the complete wrong way to go about things. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. are the boss you say you are, mm-hmm. then take your product, pack it up, say fuck you, and go about your business and do it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then do the numbers, do that entertainment, and then laugh in their face as you win. Mm-hmm. But that's not what and that's doing. And that's what other comedians did because I remember when she made the post, <clears throat> excuse me, initially about Netflix, Wanda responded and said, yeah, my numbers was lower than yours, so I went to Epics or another another company, yeah. and I, I think, signed a deal with them. I think her team might be kind of out of the loop with this new. Her like, team is shitty. Her team is her daddy. Like, her freaking. They're, they're uh, not really up with the times because, like, yeah, maybe back when streaming wasn't a thing, like you yeah. can do that type of stuff. But now it's like, if it ain't you, they'll find somebody else real quick. Yeah. I don't know. I was talking. I was talking to Cam uh, the other day, and I told him I said maybe she might have a. a 
uh, Jada Pinkett Smith on her hands. Maybe her husband messing with her mind. And just every- I'm sorry. It's just every time when there's a Monique interview, yeah. her husband's right there answering majority of the questions, more questions than she is. Or, daddy. you know, yeah, that's daddy. daddy. Yeah. That's daddy. <laughs> that is daddy. She's she's responding on social media with live, and he's up there with this corny looking hat on. Just like he's talking more than I'm like, why are you? In- she's the one that said it. She's the one. What do you have? What are you saying? Why do you always he, have to be he, in the picture? He went there on the Breakfast Club. I think he was there. He was. Yeah, he yeah. was. And it was hilarious yeah. because she was um um. And this was funny. So when she was on the Breakfast Club, she was actually solo. But she brought her husband on the phone, and yeah. he was. And I'm like, oh, was he in the parking lot? I don't know. I don't know. It was. Outside it was something. Door, like, like, it was so, exactly outside the door. Like, uh, uh-uh, call me, call me. Right. So, uh, Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God, Lenard, Like it was crazy, and you know, and, and you know, DL came for that ass. I mean, he responded to it, and you know. Dio's, you know, intelligent guy, and he's a person to not have beef with people. Right. That's the thing. D- Most comedians don't have beef among each other. There, it's a, it's a brotherhood. It's a family, right? It's, it's, you don't do that. So, you know, he responded to her and just said, you know, I'm not mad at her. I'm mad the fact that, you know, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into, and I should, I should have known. And the man said, he said, all the red flags, all the red flags. Let's give it a shot. Exactly, exactly. That man said, Precious wasn't, uh, you know, the acting job. That was an autobiography. I'm like, DL. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, he 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 went off. And I mean, at this point, you know, it's it's sad to say it's like where where's the hope for Monique? You know, is he I think she's still gonna have a base that, you know, there's gonna be her true fans that's gonna ride with her regardless. But I mean, you know, hopefully she, you know, she still got a job with 50 it, and stuff. The same or, is, so like when a rapper goes off the walls and say something crazy in the media, like mm-hmm. Kanye or Travis, you know, doing that thing, you mm-hmm. know what they do? They die from the media a little bit and they they rap. They mm-hmm. make That's music. That's true. They mm-hmm. get back to their grind and remind fans, all right, why do we tolerate this? Yeah. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. She needs to start writing again and yank out these jokes and get yeah. people <coughs> laughing like, fast yeah. because as soon as people find out, like, all right. We're tired of the yeah. argument. Let's actually. Why are you funny? That's yeah, right. I feel like she's like, trying to like jealous? remind people that she is funny, and it's just like, well, all we seeing is this yeah. you behind the scenes crying and whining about Queens of Comedy back in the I day. I mean, that's the thing. She told she told on herself when that, that whole Netflix thing. Like, I got a I got a catalog. Got a, people start saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the part. I, I, uh, even with that, I believe if she stops this, uh, she still can recover. All she yeah. gotta do is. Get these jokes out. If she get these jokes Shut out, the take, hell up. but 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 that's the thing. Like even like that's what I'm saying as far as like where's the hope? Because to the point, she's she's basically has an opportunity. She's on. She's going on tour. She's going on stage. So what jokes is she talking about? I mean, you know, I, like, I, I, I didn't think it was funny. Uh, uh, you said wait, said what? I, I didn't hear that. I, I personally didn't like the new ones, but I'm just saying <laughs> that, there's <laughs> <all> <laughs> that there's hope. Hey, you know them like you know them little guns that like the games where they shoot the like shoot the shirts. They gotta shoot some jokes over her direction. Grab that one. Oh, okay. And you know the good thing about it, she doesn't have acting though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, yeah. But hold up, hold up, did y'all see Pressures though? Yes. Yeah. Now, okay, don't shoot me, but I have a really sense, I have a really dark sense of humor mm-hmm. a lot of times. So a lot of the more serious parts of that movie. Yeah. I found myself. This man laughing at a uh, sad story. No, 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 no. <laughs> so when she threw up from that chicken, when you laugh. <laughs>
a bad oh, scene, man, man, because this girl was already a uh, you know quite. Oh. You know, she was, she was Kurt. She, she was, she was, she but see, yeah. she's a, she was a, she's a great actress though. Yeah. The, uh, I forgot her name, but yeah, yeah. she's an amazing actress. I mean, you know, you I saw got pictures of her in my office. Yeah. <laughs> she about to type of woman. Yeah. yeah, she she you know she played on what Empire. She did her thing. She yeah. did other shows after. Really, she did other shows before she did Empire. Oh, yeah. And she was a hell of an actress, hell of an actress. But um, but yeah, Moa. But she had chin. That chin was digital. But she that was, was so believable. My, my point was, oh, God. Yeah, that was a real chin. That was a digital chin. That's why y'all don't see the Ooh. sex appeal. When her real chin, it got, it got more dynamic to it. You know, hey, that hey. Chin, that's fake chin. 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 That's you couldn't ride. You couldn't ride that ride. Back in my heyday, now. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Hey, Zach, a big dude now. Zach, like, Zach, tall now. Zach, like, happily married, but everybody got a pass now. Uh, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. But man, I haven't <laughs> been back to those extremes, but I believe I could. What you uh? Uh, what was I? I forgot what I was say. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, you know, just because yeah. um. Yeah, yeah, good topic. Uh, Jay, you want to, you know, speak on, you want to end the show off a little on something? I'm a master of my mind. Manipulate the masses with motivation to move. This is the only chair I'll volunteer to sit in. Spinning and spinning. Each loop past the mirror, I see a better me in true destiny. Confidence is key, so these two week cleanups won't be memories. Hey, Barber, do you think it's possible to reshape the temple that holds my thoughts? Shape up in the hub makes me bold my walk, cause sometimes a lineup could be your savior. Do you think it's ironic that I can monetize my work when I stick to the master plan and get my taper? No more thoughts of getting burned by the system, and this new product doesn't burn my taper. Thank you. Let's normalize uncovering our bodies from that sheet, and we look stunning when it comes off, cause we are masters of our mind. Manipulate the masses with motivation and move. Each cut allows more and more room to grow. Did I? Uh, you did earlier. Uh, the wine, the wine kicking in. Um, oh, the um, the trial. Is. There we go. There we go. That's what yeah. It was. The, um, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Amber. Amber Heard. So I've been seeing a lot because I'm, I'm on Twitter. So there's a lot of people. Who obviously are for Johnny Depp, and there's uh, quite a bit of people that are with Amber Heard, and it kind of took me back. And they're saying, like how she said in her little statement, oh, this is a step back for women, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like some feminists are like, well, we want equality, and like that's what happened. And it's like some, I mean, there's some feminists who wanted to, they think that, oh, well, they're not gonna believe women anymore. And it's like, this man lost part of his finger. Like, that's, that's, that's like the biggest thing for me. It's what else like, do I have to prove? It's like nobody said that he was like perfect and stuff, but he sued her for uh, defamination mm. and he won. And they think uh, the media had a big um, influence on a trial because I guess there was a break or whatever and they're just sitting there and that influenced them. But I mean... Well, well the, the crazy thing is, you know, when he first divorced her, the girl got seven she wanted to say, nah, I want to get some more money. You know, it was, they were married for like two or three years. 
Uh, really, the whole trial was to me like just the talk of the town. It was a new show. It was a podcast. I was always doing that. What, what, what? And it was just points where, you know, she was making herself look bad. I remember one time uh, one of the attorneys had asked her, hey, look, so at this time you've received the $7 million. You, you said that you were going to be giving it to charity, split, you know, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, she's like, so currently, have you, you know, gave that money to it? She's like, I have pledged to make. She's like, I didn't yeah. ask that. Did you, do you still have it? Like, I have pledged it. So it's just like moments like that. It's like, what's going on? And, you yeah. know, they were having the hashtags. Yeah, I I mean, oh, my God. Drinking two bottles of wine a day. Hey, 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 look, now, look, hey, now Johnny was Johnny was getting turned to yeah. these big ass wine glasses. I'm like, what the? Yeah. It was like, yo, did you keep cocaine in that bottle? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it can fit some cocaine. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> hey, look, all, all the hashtags they were saying men too. So hey, well, there was a thing a where watch. <laughs> she um had a bruise or created a bruise and called TMZ because she was going to be somewhere and she wanted them to see it so that they could take pictures of that. And then doctor the yeah. to amplify the bruise. Yeah, like, wow. that stuff. They was like, yo, did you edit these photos? She was like, no. And then the subject matter expert was like, yeah, you can see that these are edited photos mm-hmm. right here. And she was like, I didn't edit those photos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, what's, how did the expression go again? How did the expression <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, the crazy, the tough thing about those situations, man, because we can talk all we want, you know, mm. but we really don't know what was going on in that's that true. household. That's true. That's true. That's absolutely true. So, and it could even be something like maybe he did something to her and mm. at the time, you know, he did it, you know, she just didn't have the courage to leave. Mm-hmm. And then by the, then she was like, okay, I'm tired of this. So she wanted to make something up. You like, know, I mean, that's very true. Yeah. The, the biggest thing for me with that is when I heard that she, he had a recording of her saying, oh yeah, everybody's going to believe that Johnny Depp was, was a domestic, domestically abused or whatever. Because she knew that nobody was going to believe him. And then now look, so that's when I'm like, yes. yeah. And he was yeah. like, oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Did y'all see the doctor? When he got oh him, yeah, man. that man was nice. tweaking. He was tweaking, boy. He looked like he was on one of his I shirts. Heard, he <laughs> <from> North- <laughs> I heard he was from Norfolk or something. Oh, oh, yeah, he was like oh, a, oh. a psychiatrist or something. The only thing I seen from was just this small little TikTok when he went like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he was doing some crazy stuff on the stand. Hey, like, but like Zach said, you know, we don't know really what you know what went on behind closed doors in the heart. You know, if you want to play, you know, kind of devil's advocate, the hard part is Johnny Depp is a well-known superstar, not movie yeah. star. The man's a superstar, so you know, Amber Heard, she has her career, you know, going with going for. Well, I don't know. What this, is she but, in? Besides the, the Aquaman. Aquaman. Well, she was. She was in some movies. She was in some movies. She was in some movies. Name a movie. She was in, okay, boom. She was in a movie with uh Nicolas Cage when he was um oh shit. Ghost he was, Rider. Not Ghost Rider, but he was playing Why is it so hard? <laughs> Why is it so hard? <laughs> well now she just is famous. Because I'm enjoying my ingenious that was hard. I didn't know she was in Aquaman because honestly I movie. Available in all stores, genius. Um but uh yeah. That uh yeah, but she's been in movies. That's all I know. She 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 was she was in other films besides Aquaman. She was I think she was at like that main like white girl in like horror movies or something. We haven't heard a single movie besides Aquaman in this conversation. That's all I'm saying. Hey, look later on later on in the season <laughs> later on in the season I'm gonna gather up some movies that Amber's in when we come back. Look guys, oh, look man. we gonna close up the show, man, because we yes we could talk for hours and hours, man, but 
Awesome show, awesome show. I wanna, you know, we we had Kiana Dan Kiana Dancy on, man. We had awesome conversations. Again, it's always a fun time. I wish we can last forever. Last up, you need one. Oh, no, I'm locked up. I'm locked up. Okay, I'm locked up. Oh. And let's keep down with the, you know, being white number two. Yeah, she, that, that's, that's, that's gonna be in her. That's gonna be in her comedy special. That, her next special gonna be like this motherfucker. She might slide in the deal. Well, look, fellas. Wanna cheers to another great episode. Hey y'all, ways y'all can support the show. Check us out on all of our socials, uh, IG, TikTok, Facebook. Follow us on um, um what? iHeart, iHeart Podcast, Spotify, uh, on Roku, on the Global Vision Network, of course, YouTube. Just support, continue to support the show. Again, it's a show where everyday men discuss everyday topics. Fellas, cheers to y'all another great episode. Cheers. See y'all next time.